Happy New Year! It's 307 days till Election Day. This episode is the unedited audio from our live stream in November, which you can also watch on our Facebook page. It's 2020 on the Letscape! talking about <laughs> well what i thought we were going to do like our the, like our show yeah we're gonna do a show and and we just wanted to uh oh i think we're gonna pour some drinks first that would be a good thing <laughs> that's what we should do first. maybe that's where we start okay here crack this open that she brought she brought robin brought all kinds of good good stuff yes do not fill that glass i will get very that stupid would, yeah we wouldn't know <laughs> what was going on we already don't exactly i have to admit i have not done a uh Thank live you. stream before so Me neither it's pretty cool i'm i guess i'm a late adopter of this technology but i like watching other people's and so i, I said, did you know what i'm gonna start i did do a live one uh one year for house hinge okay oh i remember that yeah remember but that. that's like you have to be up at sunrise uh, so I wendy's look, house I hinge. so casual <laughs> yeah <laughs> you might want to tell them what house hinge is oh god okay uh, <laughs> house hinge is is the is the thing that happens at my house because it's uh it's constructed to be 45 degrees off of the cardinal points so the front of the house points due southeast which means, and, and it just so happens at dawn on the winter solstice, well, not at dawn. It's like when the sun clears this high rise that's, that you can see from my bedroom window, when the sun just pops up over there, the sun goes right through my front window all the way to the back window, and it just clears the corner of a wall. And I don't know what that star is. It's Amara and James. Oh and my God! Jackie. People are here. We've got Hi. people watching. <laughs> Hello, <Hi>. everybody. <laughs> That's Thank really you funny. for joining us and and giving, <laughs> making us feel like we're not shouting into the void. Oh, we're not shouting into. That's the my void. favorite phrase. Of I know. This I've month, noticed I that. <laughs> so, cheers. We are, uh, well, if you haven't listened to us, we're a podcast that comes out every Wednesday, and we talk about politics and um, some, you know, uh, pop culture stuff that we like. Yeah, and politics, feminism, LGBTQIA plus issues, and... uh, (laughs) (laughs) Alphabet soup. Yes. Um... And, uh, you know, whatever. We, we try to stay focused. I don't know how focused all, this all is going to be. All the news we can handle. Yes, all the say. news we can handle. But, um, but yeah, it's really cool. And, and we are missing one person, Mary McGinley. Hey, Mary, if you're tuning in from wherever you are on your, on your not being here, hi. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, Mary has had a very rough few weeks. Mm-hmm. Very, very rough. Yeah. And um, 
And she just got out of the hospital today. She just today. had some surgery. She's she's on the mend, but but resting. My nose is running. And just so she really thanks everybody for the well wishes and the healing and and uh, support. So she'll be she'll be with us uh, as soon as possible. Yeah, yeah, I'm hoping maybe she can we can have her on uh, the next broadcast we do. That would be good. So absolutely. Um, so I guess what we're gonna do uh, is kind of go through our normal uh, sequence of events on our podcast because one of the reasons we're doing this is because we've just launched our Patreon. Yes. Because uh, we need a little bit of funding to help us continue to produce the podcast. Yeah, and it's exciting. You know, I think we, we can... We've been doing this for about a year, a little bit more. Yeah. And we've got... Um, we're getting some good, well, we've had some fantastic guests. Oh, yeah. And that's growing, and it seems like we're growing in interest, and we want to kind of keep kicking it up yeah, and next, next Wednesday, I just, I just uh, finished engineering next Wednesday's show, and I'm, I'm very excited about that. You have a very good interview. Cool. I can't wait for everybody to hear it. It's, it's really good. I mean, how did you meet, how did you meet, um... Laura, Laura, Peters. Laura Peters. How did you meet her? I mean, she works for Amnesty International. That's like big news. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. I met her at a, a party in um, like Northern Virginia. Oh, really? Okay. Out a couple weeks ago, and we just yeah, we just had a lot to talk about and Amnesty and gender and um, politics, and it was over like just a very um, really great person to talk to yeah. overall literature and. Music and there's a wow. lot there's a lot brewing with that so yeah, yeah. so that's a, a an event I mean a show we're looking forward to this coming Wednesday. So, so today is also uh, what STEM Steam Day. Yes. So that's for for people for for students who it's to encourage students to do uh, science, technology, engineering, and math for STEM and STEAM adds arts in there. Yeah, and which is a really good development. I'm I like really that. glad that people are that like it, like just the hard sciences by itself. I mean, it's you having an artistic piece in there can be really you need useful. you need it. You need the arts. The arts, it, it, the arts and science, they go together. They do. I mean, I have found, I have found, and and it was something uh, that I read, and it's also I've noticed it anecdotally amongst my friends. Like, if you're good at music then you will also have some kind of aptitude for coding. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that, that I don't know, maybe because of how you put stuff together in a sequence, or I don't know, but it, somebody had discovered that people who were good musicians also had a facility for programming. So, you know, so that's one thing. It's and, interesting. I mean, I have the math science Connection also. Yeah. Um, I, I see, I meet people who really believe they're on one end of the spectrum or the other, like completely. But, um, wow. But no, I mean, but I, think I about find, it. Yeah. You got, you got Brian the logic, May. You know, you got Brian May, who's got a PhD in astrophysics. That's really cool. And, uh, you know, Skunk Baxter is like some sort of. I don't think he's sci- no. I think he's, he's governmental though. But he's okay. Not, he's not. I don't know. His degree is in anyway. <laughs> so, but yeah. So that's actually it's just good to be encouraging 
yeah young people to get into the sciences and to include the arts too so I yes. think that's a good yes thing and uh, it is apparently the third anniversary of the darkest day of recent memory <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't know how I remembered that November 8th was the election I, mean, I guess I came across it somewhere I was like yeah that was election day uh, yes. in 2016 which was you know, horribly disappointing <laughs> yes and um, I think now looking back on it I feel um, I feel sheepish that I was as naive as a lot of people thinking that this can't possibly happen <laughs> oh most people thought it couldn't possibly happen yeah, uh, yeah. <sighs> well a lot of people did I think recognize the how extreme the backlash to Obama could be Mm. And that that sort of underlying discontent and racism and all, all the things that sort of could bring about yeah, but a, a it, Trump presidency it, are, were there. And I mean, I, I mean, like I knew they were there, but I didn't know. I hadn't really grappled with the full scope of it as, in as a lot of people hadn't. So yeah, it's kind of weird. Well, to, it, yeah, I, 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 you know, and it's. I think one of the things that. Uh, hasn't been awful coming out of the election is that we now know how awful things are in the country, you know, because if you don't see how broken things are, you can't start to fix them. That's true. You know, um, that's true. I mean, that is, I think, the silver lining that we are talking about. We're talking about race a lot more directly. Oh, yeah. We're talking about you know all all kinds of um, all kinds of personal truths for people who haven't been able to live their personal truths or whatever that is and how to um, and how to understand what's afoot governmentally that we might really need to change and work on I want to so. ask you because I don't remember now did me too start before or after the election I kind of think it was say after. after. It was kind of a little bit before because there were all of those women speaking up about Trump. about Trump, right? Um, so I guess I guess in that respect, I mean, we are living through shitty times and and stuff is kind of sucky. And but I think it's gotten er- enough people pissed off enough and energized enough to actually maybe make some changes that will stick. Yeah, I think I think there's a lot of growing pains for people. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I've also been hearing and reading that that uh, that a lot of this backlash from the Obama era is, is because the conservatives are scared of... They're scared of the change that's been happening. And that's continuing to happen, and it's going to continue to happen. Uh, I mean, that can be a trap, though. Can it? I think. Yes, this is. I was talking about a podcast that I was listening to a while back. I think it was an on the media episode, actually, where Americans have this belief that we're ever evolving to get better all the time. Okay. 
And you know, is that part of our mythology? It's part of our mythology. Okay. And it's, I like to be hopeful. I think I'm generally optimistic about life, even though I'm, even though, <laughs> I, I mean, I have my moments of not being that way, but in general, I think people are basically good and want to grow in positive ways and things like that. But if you, if we believe that everything will always get better and no matter what we, you know, no matter what happens, everything's always getting better. You can miss signs of things that you really need to yeah. make change so that bad things don't happen. And that's, I think, that's probably a lesson that we we ought to pay some attention to. Yeah, we're well, we're getting we're getting it in spades. Yeah. So, I, well, that's like the, with the pendulum that everybody talks about the the conservative progressive pendulum that happens and I, I just right so as, so as long as you as long as you can I think remain hopeful and keep working toward the best but know that it's not always just an infinite spiral to okay. betterness <laughs> you know betterness yeah to <laughs> a better a brighter future yeah yeah <sighs> okay so uh, normally in our podcast about this time um, we would do uh, all the news we can handle. I did have one birthday. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I, I skipped to. the birthdays. That's okay. No, I just I wanted to say happy birthday to Kia, uh, who uh, I forgot to mention her on our last show, or I, or I just missed it. it was her birthday today. Uh, she is a rapper from Philadelphia area. Had a big song called "My Neck, My Back," which is a song that I happen to be very fond of. I usually wind up dancing to that at Pride <laughs> somewhere in Philly every uh, every summer but it's cool. it, yeah and it's it's a song that it but despite its name she's really not singing mostly about those body parts but <laughs> <laughs> so it's a good it's it's a funny uh tune that has been much parodied and um oh okay you know a lot of different remixes and i, I like it cool. so happy birthday kia <laughs> so you did the you picked out the news we're talking about so why don't you introduce the thing uh sure so, oh, I could give you this. Question. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, I wanted to mention since it is uh, STEM STEAM Day, or whatever we're calling it. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a. That's about Steely Dan. No, that's not the link I'm looking for. <laughs> Steely Dan is awesome. We could talk about that, but okay, that's another show. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> the, um, there's a prize called the, the Broadcom Master STEM competition, or any, uh, a competition, and for the first time in history, all girls won all top five prizes, so I thought oh, that was wow. pretty cool, um, and this is an, an article I'm looking at in the amightygirl.com blog, and it was just kind of nice to see that, you know, because I think we both had experiences in the sciences where it's it became more difficult to be female in the sciences, oh, yeah. or it was you were definitely looked at askance. And I think it might be one of the reasons why I decided to pursue my writing more instead at some point. Mm. I don't know. It's like I, it's one of the things I'll never know the answer to because I just know that as you go higher and higher in the sciences, there are fewer fewer women, yeah, and non men, <laughs> and um, so. I don't. I always. I kind of wonder that. Was there something in my 
in the deep psychology that kind of made me go, eh, maybe I'm not as interested in this now. I'm going to go do it's, this other thing. You can't I, really tell. I can tell you why I left. It was, there's there were definite there was definite um, discrimination and pushback, and uh, and it was just easier to move off to the side. Mm-hmm. It just really was. It was actually what really killed it for me was was uh, taking off a year when Ariel was born. Because okay. when I started looking, it took me, I wanted a year and it took me another six months to actually find a job after I started looking. And because I had been gone a year, suddenly I was out of date, mm-hmm. which was bullshit, I think. Person. And you were in engineering. You yeah, I was. Anything. I was actually a coder at that point. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it was just easier to to get a tech writing job. And having an engineering background as a tech writer puts you like at the front of the line because okay. a lot of tech writers come out of journalism and they don't really have the science background or the engineering background. And when you're working for an engineering firm, the fact that you've you've done that work that you're documenting it's a lot you know the engineers don't have to sit there and hold your hand and explain it Mm -hmm. you know they can hand you this stuff and you can figure it out and then you you know you ask them questions because you see stuff that doesn't that's not necessarily right Mm -hmm. and get them to fix stuff um so that was that was my career change and it kind of almost happened by accident because the job one job i did get I was hired to write firmware, but at the same time, I also, they needed somebody to write a user's manual for the thing that we were doing. It was temperature controls for yachts. <laughs> There's a niche market. Um, I like it. That's funny. Yeah, it was like we... There's the, many jokes in there. <laughs> well, the, 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 the jokes we would say at work was, uh, we're, we're here so, so Muffy doesn't sweat. Um, but that's, you know, there's actually a lot lot more to it that, that you would know um, mm-hmm. it would be you know because the stuff you don't think about like when nobody's on the yacht they have to have it in uh, a certain mode so it keeps the humidity down so it doesn't get all mildewed mm-hmm. like when, when it's like in storage so um, but the fact the manual I wrote was so good that the um, the the president of the company had me rewrite all their other books instead of coding. So, and then I started just heading down that way because I was good at it and people would pay me. So (laughs) it's a good, it's a good skill crossover skill. Anyway, I'd like to mention the uh, winners of this contest. that had some interesting projects. There was Rachel Berge who uh, won for trapping invasive insects to protect trees and agriculture. Oh, cool. I feel sad about the bugs, kind of, but... No, you don't. I know... They're invasive species. They don't belong here. Invasive species don't belong here. I understand. I'm like, yes, I do. My feelings (laughs) are valid. Okay, okay. (laughs) You're right. Your feelings are valid. (laughs) Elena Gassler uh, for making vehicles safer by removing blind spots, which is cool. Um, I can't read all of every bit of this, but it's definitely worth to check out this article. Post it on our uh, our page, which is leftscape.com. Yeah. Um... And Sidor Claire making bricks on Mars, which is really fascinating. Apparently, she said astronauts need sturdy building materials, and she took 
what material did she use? Regolith. And tried different binders. And yeah, and, and worked with different binders until she came up with basically like the material that is Mars dust and okay. found a binder that can can congeal it and make bricks on Mars, which is pretty cool. Um, I guess we might have a need for that one day. Yeah. <laughs> or Elon Musk might or something. Somebody will. Uh, Lauren Edgiaga, El- El- studying the effects of ozone depletion, which is hugely important. And Alexis McCoy for designing low-cost, eco-friendly water filters. And I think that's incredible because yeah. it's... It, it, we, I think there are probably much lower cost solutions to some of the world's like health issues. Yeah. And working on that and putting some energy into that I think is fantastic. So congratulations to all those folks. Yeah. You know. And the other bit of news, um, I just wanted to wonder, I wanted to know what you thought about the anonymous book that is either out or coming out. I know that, that some people have some ex. I know know what you're. I don't know what that is, so I don't really have an opinion. Okay. So uh, about a year ago, an anonymous. There was an on an uh oh an anonymous. I don't want to become like our president who is unable to pronounce that word. So let me try have again. some more have some more alcohol. <laughs> Thank you. There was an anonymous op-ed written in the New York Times, which basically um, this was a cabinet member or someone high up in the government who was not obviously revealing who they were and said that there are people there are people in place who are keeping the president from his worst instincts. So I kind of got that from the other book I think it was called Fear. Fear. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, The Woodward book he talked about that too. Yeah. So he was saying or they were saying that there's you know, there are people who are trying their best to, like, keep us, keep the guardrails on, essentially. Uh-huh. Okay. But I thought Trump got rid of all of them after fear came out, because it listed everybody by name, and, and they all kind of... Well, that's the thing. So this is now a, an entire book by the same person. Um, and it's called A Warning. And it's <laughs> basically saying that... I mean, at least some of the bits that I heard, like Rachel Maddow reading, and and some other folks were like had some excerpts of it. That, um, yeah, it's we're in a much more dangerous place than people know right now, because there is because of what you just said. There's a lack of people sane, actually, of sanity. Judged. Right, right. Yeah. So it's something that I want to read. I don't know if I need to be more <laughs> more scared or whatever, but it's but it's. Um, you know, it's more, it's information. I'm going to put it that way. Okay. So I guess my question is, do you think it's diminished by someone not speaking up and saying who they are? Do you think there's value in someone... In the anon- anonymity? In anonymity, yes. <laughs> In the anemone? Um, <laughs> if the anonymous person is still in the White House and he is still they I shouldn't assume a he well it's probably a he some just people, considering it's Kellyanne Conway I, I, I'm really? skeptical I'm, I'm skeptical, skeptical. <laughs> I thought she's got her nose so far up his ass it's you know unless it's her husband's finally making some inroads like chipping away at her fawning over him 
Um, I hope it's not because I don't want to have to like her. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Um, but no matter who they are, if they're still in the White House and they are still trying to rein in this person, our our president's worst instincts, um, then. I would say I don't have a problem with it being anonymous. You know, we had Deep Throat. We didn't know who Deep Throat was for decades. Right. And I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. Um, And these weird noises that you're hearing, (laughs) uh, our our camera, which is my laptop, is on uh, this cooler that we have for drinks and other other hotel things because we don't want to spend 20 bucks for a beer. Uh, and (laughs) (laughs) And that's the ice... Uh, melting in the cooler and moving around. So. Yeah, it's uh, it's you know low tech, but <laughs> so it's cool. We make yes. it work. <laughs> yes. Well, this is the science fiction convention. You know, we come loaded for bear. Basically, uh, <laughs> we have a, a cold cooler. We have a room temperature cooler for the non chilled food, and and because uh, eating the hotel food is. A, it's questionable because we've actually eaten here before and the food here was just, it was like this buffet of sorrow. It was just, (laughs) just, everything was just sad. It was like the saddest, like chafing dishes. You open it up and there's like these really sad pieces of food and hard to tell what it is and it doesn't really (laughs) taste like anything anyway. And you've just spent 25 bucks on this dinner and it's like awful. So... We have a guest in our green room. Yeah. <laughs> He's not coming on camera. No? Are you? Will you come on camera? No. No. Okay. Because <laughs> I do want to hear a little bit about the conference. I mean, oh, we are here. Well, yeah. Well, it's, it's PhilCon is a science fiction convention uh, that's been happening, I think. Convention. Sorry. Not a conference. <laughs> it's a con- they call it a conference now, too. Uh, but I call it a convention. It's a science fiction convention. It's been here... Uh, well, not at this he, this hotel, but PhilCon itself has been in existence since I think the '50s or maybe even the '40s. Um, I have been going almost. Con- I've been to every one with maybe seven or eight years that I missed over the. My first PhilCon was 1975. Cool. So. Wow. Uh, I've been going here a lot for a long time. Uh, it's moved around a lot. It used to be downtown. Mm-hmm. And I have stories. <laughs> there are <laughs> stories. Uh, and uh, nowadays I'm, uh, I'm trying to sell my art in the dealer's room. And I, I table with Dee Carter. And uh, who's, who we who's, interviewed? Yes, who's been a guest show. on our show? Yep, yep. And and if she gets done doing signs, she's doing the signage for the entire convention. That's her like her gigs, oh, and okay. she was in the middle of that when I saw her earlier today. And and I think I think if she a if she remembers that I asked her and my room number, which I wrote on a piece of paper and handed to her, <laughs> uh, she may show up. But I'm not holding my breath. <laughs> um, but uh, they have, you know, writers and artists who are guests of, uh, you know, there's guest of honor and there's a lot of other uh, notable authors and other and artists. And they there's panels and discussions all day long, which I don't get to go to because I'm in the dealer's room selling things. Um, and then at night they have uh, other things. 
uh, there's usually like a, a film or, mo- or anime track uh, in a room there they have a, like a big TV screen and they'll show anime that you may or may not have seen um, and uh, there's a masquerade tomorrow night which I will be watching I'm not gonna no you're not dressing up no I'm not dressing up oh. it's like it's like how much stuff yes I have my car was already full okay <laughs> it's like I couldn't bring any more stuff well you look fabulous well now, thank so. you I, yeah and I can I, like I can it. show off my uh, this is my convention vest and um, I have all of these were when I get like pins and, and stuff like my Ruth Bader this, this is here Ruth Bader Ginsburg and and it also says I dissent I dissent uh, nice. This one I got. This one's from the Muka exhibit I went to like two months ago with Dee. And uh, this is the Rosie the Riveter. And on this side, I have a rocket ship and uh, this ribbon I got um, at the Pride event at Rahway when they did the flag. And this B is um, from the artist guest of honor who's here, uh, Stephanie Law, who I really like and I can't wait to like go to her panels she's doing a demo I think and these are from other world cons that I've been to this one was London and this one was San Jose and these patches my cool patches my cool rocket ship patches and my uh, badger um, brigade I guess (laughs) Uh, I got these in London nice Uh, and I made this vest out of an old pair of jeans because it's got pockets that is a talent I really that's admire. The, it's the pockets. I can. I, I used to be able to fit my iPad in here. So <laughs> no, I keep. This is like. This is. I use this instead of a purse. I have money. I have my room key in here, and it's all. So I could just go do things, and uh, and it's you know you go you go because you're a fan of science fiction and you keep going and you you make friends here. I mean the convention circuit. When I was in my twenties and thirties, that was my social life, because there would be. I mean, if you look online, there's a convention going on somewhere in this country every month. Every, actually, probably every weekend, mm-hmm. if you travel. Um, and, you know, and, and especially, like, the East Coast ones, it's like this cohort of people go to all of them, so you kind of just hang out with your friends. And and it uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. So I haven't gone to science fiction conventions, but there's a huge overlap between those and polyamory conferences. Okay. So... <laughs> Have uh, we might know people in common? You I'm know? sure. Well, in the old yeah. days, I would you know in the last century, and especially like in the 70s and the 80s, um, it there weren't that many people. So the fan, everything was together. Every you know, the, these conventions would basically pull in all of the alternative people. Yeah, yeah. And they'd all go, and and I, I will never forget. Um, because I didn't realize there was this overlap between, for example, the pagan community and the fa- and the science, fi- That's science fiction one, yeah. community. And I went, I had gone to, um, I had to have been Starwood out in Ohio or western, upstate New York. Yeah. It, it used to be in now Ohio. Now it's Ohio. Was, yeah, well, wherever it is. <laughs> I had gone <laughs> to Starwood. And, uh, and you know, Nyborn and Elspeth were there. And then I went to, and this was in 2000, and then I went to uh, the Millennium PhilCon, because usually the, the, the world cons usually have their, the name of the convention is pun-based. 
okay. if they can do it. <laughs> so nice. the Millennium PhilCon was in 2000. That's funny. And it was uh, downtown Philadelphia in a much nicer hotel than this. Um, and because it took over, I think, the convention center, like, near Reading Terminal Market. So mm-hmm. it's, like, down there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm walking from the hotel to the convention center in this corridor, and I'm seeing Nybor walking the other way. And he was, like, the last person I expected to see. <laughs> you know, we had a bit of a, a chat saying, what are you doing here? You know, and then he's telling me he's been he's been part of science fiction fandom for, for decades because it used to all be, everybody used to just go go do these things. And then... And then, like, around the 90s, turn of the century, the, the Comic-Cons and the professionally run conventions started um, coming up and drawing people away from these conventions. Because PhilCon, in its heyday, would get, like, four to 5,000 people. Mm. You know, now, I think they're getting more, but probably I would, if if it's more than... 2,000 people here, I would be surprised. I think it's more like a 1,000 somewhere around there, maybe even less. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But uh, but I like the smaller conventions, because the ones that have tens of thousands of people are just, it's too much for me. I can't do that. I know, like, Comic-Con is, you know, there's like like the one in San Diego, there's like a, like 100,000 people going to that. Wow. You know, it's one of these things where you have to book your hotel when you're there, you have to book your hotel like at the convention for the next year. Mm-hmm. You know that kind of thing. You have to get your tickets for the convention at the convention, or they you have. There's a lottery, or it's it's crazy. Right, right. Because too many people want to go, like Burning Man or something. Yeah, or it's yeah. like it's hard to you know. Yeah, I mean I know people that go consistently, but I, you have to be on it. You have to get it right away. And it's not only that, you also have to be comfortable with lots of people and waiting in long lines and. You know, and sometimes you can't get into the the rooms, you know, the the events that you want to see because mm-hmm. there's just too many people. And, you know, mm-hmm. so we can't uh, get you on camera, can we? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll wave to you from here. Hi, Rich. Hi. <laughs> so that's why PhilCon is awesome. So I mean, it's. Uh, it's going on all day tomorrow at the Crown Plaza in Cherry Hill, and, and uh, if you want to see some some stuff like Stephanie Law or like the art show, which they were setting up. They hadn't finished setting it up before I came up here, so I have to check that out tomorrow. And uh, it's a cool thing. Nice. I'll take a drink for <laughs> I think I need a refill. Okay. Hmm. thinking about our show and what's awesome about that because I'm really liking it I'm really digging what we're doing in recent times yeah well I love the fact that I love the fact that we we have you know it's it's, it's such a growing curve when you first start a podcast and if we would listen back to like our format it would be like way different from what we're doing now and the sound would be Oh, not I don't so know that I want to listen to our first episode. I know, that's the thing. Well, oh, the first episode was, I kind of remember that one. Okay. I think there's a lot that I would be surprised to go back and listen and hear again. Um, but a lot of this, we've improved our sound quality incredibly, which is a great thing. And we have a great sound engineer, so 
you know. But well, we helps. also we found better technology. Skype was not our friend. Yeah, no, that didn't work very well. Well, it was. <laughs> It was so, yeah. Would we would get we, first? There would be problems just getting connected in the first place, and then because you have to use another app, uh, and I was using Talk Helper because it was free or cheap. Right. You know, you <laughs> we're trying to do this on like a on a very uh, bare bones budget. <laughs> and I do a lot of alliteration, don't I? Um, <laughs> and uh, so I, you know, so Talk Helper would play with Skype, you know, 70% of the time. <laughs> and then, you know, I just remember all those times where I'm trying to get Skype and it would it would decide, like, no, you have to reinstall me now. I, I There's an update. And it, it, like, takes 10 minutes and we're, you know, they're waiting for me. And, and then Talk Helper doesn't want to talk to Skype because I just updated it. <laughs> and it was just getting really crazy. And, and uh, so we found this other platform called Squadcast, uh, which lets you, um, it's web-based, so anybody with a browser, you know, the Chrome browser, I think it's working with other browsers now. Yeah, they've uh, been expanding, so that's yeah. the other thing. So, so you don't need, like, a lot of fancy equipment to, you know, so, uh, so people we interview just need to, lo- you know, log on to the site and they can talk to us, and uh, it's been very good that way. Yeah, so. yeah, that's been good, and I I feel like um, some of the conversations we have um, are really I learn a lot, you know, and I'm really glad to also be able to bring different um, just different ideas into the world, basically, you know, whether I agree entirely or not. Like we have a, a great friend of mine, John Cecil Price, who. I think I called him the opinionated John because <laughs> he is very opinionated, and I don't necessarily um, agree with everything he says. But I love someone who has convictions and who has um, who's a who's a visionary of a type, you know, cool. uh, creatively and uh, and is as determined to create a better world as anybody, you know. And it's just really cool to hear um, people's ideas. Um, been, I don't know, there have been so many people that we've talked to that I really, uh, I really like. Uh, Rory Kelly, uh, who's talked about um, having, having the, the uncomfortable conversations and why she thinks that, for, she's a musician, she's a great singer-songwriter, and she talked about um, not being afraid to have the hard conversations with your audience in real time on stage, you know, and she feels like that's even really part of her calling or her mission, you know. So, yeah, so I want to keep bringing more yeah. things like that to people. Um, yeah, we have, we have, uh, we have my brother who didn't want me to introduce him as my brother when I interviewed him. Really? I, yeah, I... I don't know why. I guess he didn't want it to sound too nepotistic. Uh, I don't know. Hmm. Uh, but he just finished a book. He just had a book released about the Constitution. And uh, he's coming up in the next, this month. And um, 
And I, you know, actually, my other interview <laughs> with Joy was at was at uh, a Worldcon out west. That's right. So I should get used to interviewing people in my hotel room because <laughs> that's what we did it in my room there too. Mm-hmm. It's a nicer room. <laughs> it had a couch. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was not, it had like it was like a mini suite. It was really nice. Um, and so I got uh, our Patreon page up on my iPad. It's just doing computers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I guess I should talk a little bit about, we could talk about the uh, membership levels. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have, we have a lot. We have six, seven, seven different levels from one to $100, <laughs> depending on how uh, generous and, and full of cash you feel at the <laughs> moment. Um, and uh, everybody gets to, any, at any level at all, you get uh, access to our exclusive content, uh, which would be longer, <laughs> longer things yeah, than well, a normal we, podcast. We should mention, like, we have some segments. We do, like, a sort of a news segment and our intros and things like that, but then we have um, segments that are, why is this awesome? Yeah. And the Blanket Fort, yes. which is really sort of about... Um, Healing and internal, more a little, a little more of the internal work that we do. Yeah, or not, I try to. I try to, <laughs> I, I need to. I need to learn to not have it be like Wendy complains about various things that are bothering her. <laughs> Maybe that'll be another <laughs> segment. <laughs> Wendy complains. But, oh my god! But, you know, there's that and uh, the, the Geekscape, Geekscape. Yes, which is awesome. Yes. Well, wait. No, that's the other one you know well, it I mean. can be awesome yes there's a lot of overlap for i think uh, but geekscape is is something i i kind of threw in there because because i you know because of who i am and uh and it's a place for me to talk about my science fiction things and all of the tv i watch basically yeah and there are other types of Ways that one can geek out, which I, I'm a yeah. music geek. I'm a certain, definitely about certain bands, and uh, I'm a sex geek, which is a phrase coined by I don't know who coined it originally, but uh, Reed Mahalko uses that. Okay, phrase, well, we so. need to let's hang on, let's take a sidebar, and you can describe what a sex geek is. Well, you know what a geek is, yeah, someone who is interested in the minutia of something, okay. So I think I'm that way about sex and sexuality. And I thought a lot of uh, one would. I isn't everybody? I, no. <laughs> no. You see, this is where this is <laughs> this is uh, okay. I guess I'm also a sex geek because I'm also very interested in every possible aspect of that. Yeah. And I see my husband isn't lurking anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking about this. Um, but yeah, and I and I'm always I'm always surprised when people are not as enthusiastic. Yeah, sadly, I have I think some people maybe read the health book when they were like 13 and that's what they know. <laughs> well, there's well there's that and so then there's you, know. you know and I actually I do know I do know people who um, I guess fall into the ace. Mhm. Uh, category, that category, ace, uh, bucket, okay, box. I know whatever. what you mean. You know what I mean. <laughs> um, that's asexual, and and uh, is a, is ace just asexual, or is asexual and something else? 
Um, you could be a romantic, or yeah. you could be. I know a few people online who mm-hmm. who think of themselves that way, and and you know, and it's like online interactions. It's not the same as like when you're in the room with somebody, and then you know, you go, really, you you don't like have sex constant it's not on your mind constantly he's like right. what is that like <laughs> yeah no it's fascinating and i'm interested in that too you know that's there everything is a spectrum you know so yeah i'm definitely a sex geek i'm an seo geek okay. you know there's a lot of different things well but. i'm glad you're an seo geek because i tried doing that and <laughs> you know it's one of these th- if it's if it's one of these moving target things i am not going to be happy with it which is why I got out of coding websites uh, <laughs> because that is it, SEO and, and coding. It's that's a freaking moving target. Every every six months they've completely changed it, and it's like I don't want to keep studying this. I want to learn it and do it and then be done. Right, right. Yeah, it can be frustrating. I get that, but I but I I do like it actually. So that's search engine optimization. For oh, that's oh, sorry. Yeah, that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and um, I did that with FOIA last. That's show. what we should have done. We should have done the my acronym. Oh yeah, game. We'll do that <laughs> game show. That's we'll, we'll be back with the acronym game. <laughs> We're gonna do an acronym game show at some point, and maybe we'll do it on video, and maybe we'll have more people like an actual game show. Yeah, yeah. This this all came out of me hearing an acronym and getting it completely wrong. <laughs> it's it's quite possible. And we have their acronyms that mean multiple things. Yes. Well, they, well, it was BBC, and it wasn't. They were not talking about the British Broadcasting Company. <laughs> they were talking close to the British Broadcasting Company, and that's it's got very confusing. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's why we're doing this because because you just cracked up because I'm just so clueless. <laughs> he knew. Mm-hmm. He instantly he knew. Sure. <laughs> so. <laughs> what are our other segments? <laughs> oh, uh, Ikigai. Ikigai, um, which is one? which is help, which is where we wanted to uh, bring in more of our entrepreneurial stuff that we do. Because I'm a freelancer, Robin is a freelancer, and yes. uh, and, and I'm in attending, and I'm doing more music this year. I'm really working I, on some things. I do want to bring straight. up. We had a podcast before this, like, got. It was like ten years ago and five years. I mean, that was that was is with other people, and uh, it was called Audacious Eleven because there were four of us. And <laughs> yeah, we we, we, were, we were it was like a surreal name. It yeah, good. it was surreal, and we were trying to be the View or some crap. And and uh, <laughs> but we did a lot of talking about entrepreneurial things in that, mm-hmm. and uh, we have. We have some experience and some knowledge and and it's you know there's a lot of people who are especially like with the onset of the gig economy and people needing to work three part-time jobs to pay the rent and eat that uh, a lot of this stuff you know we figured out a lot of things the hard way and we can explain it to people and hopefully they don't have to go through the same crap that we did they'll go through different crap so okay so (laughs) (laughs) We have for one dollar it's our front row seats um, reward, and you get access to uh, our extended segments, and you get early bird access to any upcoming events and any new swag that we may be creating. Um, and then the next one up, and I hear you can read these too. Sure. <laughs> the next one up is our backstage pass, 
And the backstage pass supporters receive a thank you package of exclusive swag. <laughs> so things that Wendy makes. <laughs> yes, exclusive swag is, is shit I've designed and printed up yeah, somehow. Yes, very cool. And access to our extended segments and early bird access to any events and swag we have in the future also. And that one's $3 a month. Yep. And at $5 a month... Um, Oh, okay. I see a typo. Anyway, <laughs> we have to go in and fix this. It's the stage door. $5 a month will is fix the, your typos. Yes. Uh, <laughs> stage door um, has uh, has some more swag than the backstage pass and, um, and, and the other things. So basically every, every, every tier, reward tier. Thank you. <laughs> Um, gets everything from the prior reward tiers and then another and then more stuff. Uh, the dressing room is $10 and you would get discounts on merchandise that we may be selling and uh, merchandise swag and events. Um, and at $20 is the green room and you get everything in the previous ter- tiers and a why is this awesome notebook which is um, which is something I will be designing probably this week <laughs> and uh, 50 and the $50 after party I like the after, after party, party. <laughs> yeah um, and you get an exclusive blanket fort journal which is the uh, the why is this awesome notebook is a spiral bound notebook oh, somebody loved that um <laughs> And uh, the Blanket Fort Journal is a nice hardcover journal. And uh, our most exclusive reward, which we are only we are limiting to ten, um, at a hundred dollars a month, is the hotel room key. <laughs> so you could be here with us now. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You could be here with us now. Um, you get our undying thanks, VIP access to any events we put on. And we're planning some stuff. We have our oh, we 100th do. show coming up, so we're thinking oh, about... Yeah, I know. Too soon. <laughs> yeah, right? So, you know, stay tuned. Um, so a deluxe thank you package that's including a t-shirt, uh, discounts on merchandise, the opportunity to be a guest on the show, or a coffee date or phone call, depending on location. So if you have... If you're rolling in it, you want to roll some our way, <laughs> we would... Really, truly. Oh my God! Absolutely. Yes, it would be awesome. Yeah, and um, and then you would get a segment on why is this awesome? <laughs> why are you awesome? <laughs> you know, and some of the swag stuff. I mean, I know a lot of it is stuff that you make, but I think we also will make available some of the music that we make and some oh, yeah. things. So I'll, I'll definitely be contributing to to that also. Yeah, um, a few CDs that I think folks would like. Ooh. Yeah, you know, so. Yay. <laughs> I'm excited. I am too. Uh, yeah. And I guess this is going to be on Facebook on our page for till we take it down. Yeah, I don't know. it'll be on Facebook. We'll probably get it on YouTube also so more folks there okay. can see us. But definitely share it and let people know about us if you like our show. Um, yes. We're, you know, we want to keep making more and better. So thank you so much, everybody. I don't know what else to say. I don't know.